It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. This is episode 39. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL on your Twitter machine. Joining me as always from across the ocean and from the future, he is the ballroom brawl and disco dance and dynamite stretch and intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than throwing a boatload of tea into the ocean. At GA WrestleNut, Glenn Abbott, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thank you. And to all my friends over the over the seas there, happy Independence Day. That's right. This is the day, the anniversary, the memory of when we cast off those chains and shackles from the madness of King George and declared our freedom and independence and proceeded to whoop some red coat ass. I more consider it on the day that it's Will Smith whoops some alien ass. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> equally important. As equally important. But I'm sure, I'm sure that George Washington in Saratoga and in Valley Forge was able to cut a promo as decent, maybe as halfway decent as president Bill Pullman's promo in the movie independence day. Oh, definitely. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today is July 4th here in the old USA. Uh, Glenn, how, how do your people celebrate July 4th? Um, just go about it. Is it, any, too, is, it just, any, is it still too any, soon? Any other day, really. I doubt if you... I, I bet if you ask sort of nine-tenths of the population of what July the 4th was, they would say it's April. The day after July 3rd? July, yeah, or that, or it'd be, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> so it's just still, uh, still too soon, huh? The wound is still uh, too, too fresh. No, we're too busy celebrating over here at the moment. Yeah, something did happen yesterday. Uh, your, ah. your, your football team showed up. It definitely showed up. Now, it, was just, it was just against Ukraine, though. I mean, come on. It wasn't like it was against a, a powerhouse like the USA. Or, or the it was Germans just Ukraine. Or the Germans that we took out in the last round. Yeah, you know, but the Germans they they, they had a you know, they 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 weren't mentally in it. This wasn't their tournament. <laughs> you said, but your boys yeah. showed up. As I always say in any ball game, you have to beat what's in front of you, and they certainly did that. That's true. You can only play the game as it is in front of you. That is correct. But uh, so, what was the uh, what did you see yesterday from your boys that you had not seen? perhaps uh, throughout this tournament so far, other than scoring several goals. <laughs> I don't know where the goals have been, but, but what have you, what did you see yesterday that you hadn't seen up to that point? That was it. Um, <laughs> the, fact, the, the fact that uh, our top striker is scoring again, and they looked positive. Everything was going forward. It was just a lot more positive performance. They've done up till now, and certainly light years different from the Scotland game where they were totally boring. 
Oh yeah, that was uh, that was uh, less interesting than paint drying. That's for sure. It certainly was. But uh, yeah, so you're right. They <laughs> uh, they managed to put balls in the net yesterday, and that was one of the. Had every other game been one uh, zero or zero zero or yeah, one, they hadn't they hadn't let a goal in yet. So they no no no. There was two two one nils. Uh, a nil-nil draw with Scotland and a two-nil win over Germany. Yeah. So do, so, do you think they're gonna? Uh, you think they're gonna go through this thing and not let a goal in at all? Um, if they do, right, they'll win. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Unless they lose the championship on penalties, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's always that possibility. <laughs> <laughs> they would manage to build. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're we're a country that's used to being built up and then. Smash down at the last minute, so kind of like when you guys had an, a, an empire that spanned the globe and that the sun never set upon until some <laughs> ragtag groups of uh, ragtag group of farmers took up arms and declared their independence from your <laughs> mad King George. I'm going to yes. continue to go back to that. Today is July 4th, and I'm going to be blowing some shit up later. <laughs> that I do not blame you for. So what you, you know your 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 country's um your country's July fourth is in November is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, November the fifth. We call it Bonfire Night. Um, it <laughs> celebrates. It's it, God knows why we actually celebrate a failed attempt by a, a bunch of terrorists to blow up our parliament. Um, that sounds like something that happened in this country in January. <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, they took and they took a jobber from the group and made him the main attraction by sticking a bonfire and burning him every year on November the fifth and letting off fireworks. So, oh, so let me so let me get this straight. You you celebrate. The attempted overthrow of your parliament. Is that what I'm hearing? That is the failed. No, the failed attempt, attempt at the overthrow. That's oh, okay. That, that is the idea of it. <laughs> and um, the idea is it is poor old Guida Fawkes, who was basically, he, he, he was just one of the lads. He, was, he wasn't the main man or anything, but every year he gets shoved on a bonfire and set light to and fireworks are let off. He takes the blame for the lot. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, so, so fireworks is so. There's no like, so that, that you know, your country was already a country when that event happened. Whenever, whatever year that event happened. Oh yeah. Is there no separate celebration for the the founding of uh, England as a nation, or a or a, of, of of certain kings uniting to declare one king? Is there no? Equivalent sort of nation founding holiday. No, because what you're really. describing isn't a nation founding holiday. No, no, it's not. We don't have one really. Um, but we have it. All of the home nations have their own patron saints' day, especially the Irish, because that's something else that you've taken from us. And, and they're ran very with, Catholic. And ran with the ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations yes. go. Um, St. Andrew's Day in Scotland. The Scots don't need an excuse to have a party. 
there. <laughs> and St. George's Day here, everybody just goes, you might get the old one or two weary rows, but they just go about their daily business and nobody really cares about it. So when, when you do have your November gimmick um, and y'all start blowing up fireworks and stuff, mm -hmm. is it is it a is it a distinctly American thing that people don't just blow up fireworks on the actual day, but actually shoot off fireworks for days up until the event and then days after? So it's this eternal <laughs> nightly cacophony of bangs and explosions and dogs being upset. And that sort of thing. See, here it's like a week-long uh, thing. So, what about you? Is it? It goes on for control themselves. No, it goes on for months. <laughs> months. It, months. It starts in it starts in October. The, the first fireworks really start in October. Then it goes on all through November, and by then you're in December. So they're letting off fireworks for Christmas, and then they're letting off fireworks for the New Year into January. Then it all calms down in about February, March, and then it starts up again in October. Well, well, have, maybe people, it is, maybe it is worse there than it is here. <laughs> pe pe people have more money than sense. Ah, well, that's true. That's true. Now, it's yeah, it's it seems like it's getting worse here. It seems like when I was a kid, it was like. July 4th is when you heard fireworks and then you heard it again on December 31st. But as the years have gone on, it's just spread out and, uh, you know, people are blowing, blowing stuff up for days ahead and days following. I don't do that. I just send up my fireworks on the day of, and, and that's enough for me. So yeah. uh, that's what, that's what I'll be doing this evening. Whenever it gets a little darker, making some noise and, shooting some color up in the sky. Oh, incidentally, I decided that when I go, when it's my time to go and leave this world, I'm going to have myself cremated and stuffed into fireworks and my family can shoot me off into the sky and blow me up like that. Oh, what a good way to go. You know, go out yeah, with a bang, it. literally. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be dug and I don't want to be put in a hole <laughs> or put in a box or... <clears throat> Or be kept, uh, you, know, you know, in some other such way. I wanna, I wanna go out big. Yeah, and doing the environment some good as well. There you go. Yes. There you go. Uh, I, I, I was amazed that the other day, um, my other half was telling me that we we've got a problem over here at the moment of uh, with the cemeteries where they're relocating and then putting other bodies on top of bodies because there's not enough land for and there's a big hoo-ha um over in argentina apparently they only get five years in the ground and then they're dug oh. up and then they get the, the, the graves reused then that's you're a, coming up whether you wanted to or not what do they do with right, you when so, you come up um apparently they, the the body's just disposed of and then you're put on a plaque on a wall oh that's a uh, yeah, Cynthia was getting rather huh. upset because it's getting towards a five year on her mother. Um, I see. But it's, 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 it amazes me that nothing's sacred anymore, not even any. You know. So, your idea of going up in a firework, yep, <laughs> it's a brilliant idea. I think that's the way to go. I think that's entirely. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't think that, like, 
uh, particularly wealthy people in Argentina would be able to uh, prevent that from happening, prevent themselves from being dug up. Oh yeah, they probably have their own mausoleum. Yeah, probably have their own mausoleum for different people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's the morbid bit out of the way. Yeah, you know, you know, we, you know, you know, you know, a little little little, little July Fourth, little soccer, little uh, you know, morbid after death talk. You know, you never know what you're going to get here on Piece of Business Podcast. That's for sure. Uh, hey, we we uh, we're kind of catching our breaths here over the last couple of weeks, aren't we? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, we've got something to do, haven't we? Oh my goodness. It's been something, hadn't it? <laughs> yes, certainly has. Uh, but it's been enjoyable. It has. On the whole. Yes. We had our problems. We had a little bits of technical problems at the beginning, but that's save us all. And this week's been fine because I've been off most of the week. I've been able to take any pressure away from you about having to do any of draft day, so... Well, that, that's, you know, that, that was, uh, that was the plan, you know, to try to have you watch one and me watch one. And, uh, it was definitely, uh, the way to go. Um, one person trying to do both is, is too much. Um, so I, I think we did okay. I think we handled it pretty well, minus a couple of small technical snafus early. Um, but, but all the credit really has to go to our drafters here. Uh, they're the ones that kept the thing moving. Um, I, I don't know that anybody yeah. had we we had we did not have to wait very long between picks, um, which is incredible because every single year prior to this, there's been multiple instances of somebody taking the full 12 hours. You know, some drafts I remember, you know, not making a pick for a day or two, you know, just really <laughs> having it stretch along. But I mean, every day for the last two weeks, every drafter. Uh, was able to make a couple of picks every day, and I think it kept uh, it kept up everybody's enthusiasm. It kept things going, and uh, so all the credit, really, I have to give all the credit to all the all the participants who uh, who made it fun and enjoyable. And uh, I think Brent uh, was the only one who was a first time drafter, but I believe that he is now going to be an every summer drafter. I think he did. I think he enjoyed himself that much that he's. We've got a convert. Yes, yes. We're trying to convert them as 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 only a draft can. It's good fun, good nerdy dorky fun. A good way to while away some summertime hours. Um, but we we promised the people a vote. We promised the people a contest, and uh, that's what we're going to worry about the next week or so. We're going to get all of the drafters. Uh, to send in their card, the card that they constructed based on the names that they have chosen. We've seen some of the cards already. Some have been turned in. Uh, they look outstanding. They are something that I would definitely watch. Um, some, some good ideas, some good work done being by, by our drafters. So we're going to have them turn in their cards this week if they haven't already. You and I are going to compile everyone's cards onto one a uh, document, either a Word document or a spreadsheet or something, and we'll share that out. We'll get everybody to vote uh, once that is shared with the group, and uh, then we'll go from there. Glenn, what, what's going to happen after uh, after we get all the results of the voting in? Um, 
once we get the results in, the winner of the draft will be invited on the show in two weeks' time. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, because I can't commit to this yet because we don't even know if it's going to go ahead. Um, I'm going to the Wrestle Queendom 4 in August, and I'm going to try and get a signed T-shirt from Dan, Rhea, O'Reilly, that is, and Session Moth, and that will go to the winner of the draft. That is outstanding. Yeah, we, you know, we we have we've said that all along that there may be a tangible prize, and hopefully that does work out, and we get that signed T-shirt to send out to the person who wins the vote. Um, just as a little, little extra thank you and prize for participating and working on it and think about it and that sort of thing. So hopefully that does work out for us. If if mm-hmm. uh, if it if it doesn't, then uh, we'll we'll just call it in the ring and go from there. But uh, at, at any rate, like you say, we do want the winner to appear with us on the show if possible in a couple of weeks to talk about their card, uh, talk about their draft. Uh, kind of sell the whole group on uh, on why their show was the best show. Um, schedules allowing, of course. Glenn and I are fairly flexible uh, when we record on Sundays, so we'll try to work with you uh, if uh, you are hearing me right now and you are the ultimate winner of the draft. So yeah. uh, we would love to have that person on to talk about what they were thinking. All right, and with that, I better close the draft. We started with... Yes. Fred- we started with Brent's first pick two weeks ago on the first draft, and I'm now going to make my last pick on the all-time draft, and it is Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon, what a worker she was. She was uh, one of a kind. She certainly was. One of a kind, but yet very apt and very apropos for your roster this is of oh, course in the, yes. the all-time draft uh, anybody that still has that document you know go back and take a look at glenn's roster and boy you got some gimmicks on that list my friend and um, uh, as i was saying to you off air yep um i think i'm gonna turn these into inspired by dc's and the joy of booking and if you haven't listened to that, you go and give him a listen. He, he, he does wonderful things with that. And inspired by that, I'm going to turn this draft into a weekly series for a few weeks. Um, I have uh, Alexander Hammerstone is the only sort of non-weird character in amongst <laughs> all this lot. So he's going to be my Batman with a few friends battling all these Great character villains in the wrestling ring. It's going to be good. I'm going to be looking forward to hearing what you do with that every week. Just for the, the people that are listening that, that were not part of the draft, uh, and I'm not going to give away Glenn's whole roster here, but I will. You, know, you can imagine. Okay, well, you can imagine Alexander Hammerstone as the as the all-American, big, beefy, babyface, you know, hero character, and he's got this this mad asylum of villains to work his way through. Guys like... Papa Shango and the great Kabuki and Vampiro and oh my God, probably the scariest of them all, Doink the Clown. So Hammerstone is going to work his way through these 
this this murderer's row of uh, insane asylum and dwellers. The and the big kingpin himself, 90s Undertaker. 90s Undertaker, the the final boss of this group, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> uh yeah, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see how how you work that. You know, you, you told me this morning, you know, to look at your roster and and pick out the one that was not the same as the others. And mm-hmm. I think if you really look closely at the list, uh our buddy old Hammerstone, your boy Hammer, sticks out like a, st- a sore thumb there. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you look at when you look at you know uh, when, when the name above him on the list is Kane and the name below him on the list is Mads Kruger, um, yeah, Hammerstone's the baby face in this territory. Certainly is. Yeah, there's not many of them. There's a few there that are going to be helping him along the way. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I could see some, some help it, it, from him. And there may be a couple of uh, face turns as well. Yeah. I've got one in mind. Okay. Okay. I've got one in mind. Um, That will be very, very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to probably be one face turn. uh, If anybody actually read my last year's booking for my draft, um, it's going to be a surprising face turn. And he is going to be pairing up with the lady that him and his uh, client at the time went up against last year. Mm, and that's all I'll say I, on that one. Okay. See, that's that's good. That's good long-term booking, Glenn. You're trying to tie in both of the, the drafts 12 years apart. I mean, 12, 12 yeah. months apart. <laughs> that's, that's good long-term booking. Right then. So. Yeah, well, so we'll 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 get the uh, we'll get the compilation of everybody's cards out this week in the draft chats, and let everybody mm-hmm. vote, and uh, and hopefully get that uh, get that winner decided upon, and get them scheduled to come on with us, uh, perhaps two weeks from today. So, enough about the draft. It was great. Again, thank you to everybody for participating. Uh, the drafters is what made this draft work so well. Uh, Glenn and I were just trying to keep up. All the rest of you guys yeah. absolutely crushed it. So uh, we appreciate the participation. We certainly do. Right. All right. Go ahead. We're going to uh, talk Flash. about a little wrestling this week, Glenn. Yes, I, well, I don't know. I don't know uh, how much you really got to see. I didn't get to see too much this week. Trying to keep up with. Uh, Keep up with the draft and whatnot. I, I watched NXT UK. I watched uh, majority of the AEW, uh, mainly because I wanted to see my boy MJF have a match. Um, well, but that's really all I saw. It was. I, I know you watched a lot more than I did this week. You've been on vacation this week, so you've yeah. had a little bit more free time. Uh, I think you said to me earlier that you watched it all. I have watched it all. Um, <laughs> Raw was actually quite good. I enjoyed Raw. What made it so good? Was it was it? Uh, uh, are things uh, seeming to be more cohesive, or is it less random? Is it uh, the match work, bell to bell, getting better? What 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 was it? I think it's because they're building up to uh, money in the bank, and everybody's got a target. So it's. it's Basically, it's you know, rather than just sort of meandering around aimlessly, 
there, there are targets there, so there's stories already built in. They don't have to really think about writing them, which they can't do at the moment. <laughs> uh, they just can't. Um, we're always trying to be as positive as we can about all every brand that we look at. Um, the big criticism of, especially of Raw, has been how bad the writing is. But it just this week because of the money in the bank thing, it actually sort of targets things and it makes it look more interesting because there's a goal for people doing yeah. things. Yeah, you have to have you know, the end in mind. You know, what was the point? You know, if there had just been a battle royal to start the show and Riddle won it, they would have gone, huh, okay. But the fact that the story was there that he'd taken. Randy Orton couldn't turn up. He'd got stranded somewhere and he took Randy's place and won the battle royal. It actually made it more, made more sense of it. I agree with that. Um, I, I think I actually, I, I take back what I said. I think I did actually see that bit this week. Um, does it take anything away? Um, and, and I guess this is a comment on the uh, production of the show and the presentation of the show. When you have that sort of battle royal, does it take anything away from it when one guy gets his entrance shown? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, are, I don't we, think so. are we supposed to be surprised that he won the battle royal? <laughs> yeah, but it's just, yeah. Doing is that something? Good... Is that something that should we that we should even complain about? No. No, definitely not. Especially when you look at who was in it. Yeah, it was like the, the, the contenders for the twenty four seven title. Exactly. There was nobody. <laughs> there, there, there was. If you were going to compile a twenty twenty one job squad, that was most of that battle royal. So yes, it was. Yeah, it was, was Riddle the, versus Riddle versus the guys in catering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Akira Tozawa. Damien Priest, who unfortunately is becoming well, that was one the of weird those. one. Yeah, that yeah. was the weird one. Why was he there? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, just to give you something to do, I suppose. Uh, there, uh, Jeff Hardy is on his way down rapidly. Jinder Mahal, mm -hmm. Drew Gulak, Cedric Alexander, Angel Angel Dirk Garcia, Mansoor, R Truth. <laughs> Ivor and Eric and Umbato Carino. There was nobody yeah. there that is going to be challenging that yeah. anytime I mean, soon. No, no. And, you know, you can make any argument that, you know, you know, Priest may uh, one day get a shot. Um, yeah. You know, you can make the argument, as I have, that Jinder Mahal should win money in the bank. Um, you know, I think there were some guys in that battle royal that at least – as a viewer, if you're a casual person and you don't pay attention to things so much and you flipped and you decided you're going to watch a little raw, maybe if they had a couple of more guys with actual entrances, <laughs> you yeah. know, then the, then the casual viewer might, you know, be a little bit wondering who's going to win this thing, you know, but I, I just right. think that when you, you get one guy, only one guy gets an entrance. I think that's uh there's a, there's a clue uh, that takes it. It takes a yeah. It takes a little bit away from it, but uh, man, I, I you know I, I love everything that Riddle is doing. Riddle is absolutely crushing it right now. Yeah, 
especially like at the end there where they started playing his music and he goes like, no 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 yeah no, you go you got to play Randy's music yeah <laughs> you know, Randy oh, yeah. this yeah oh I know <laughs> dude and it was hysterical I popped and he was talking backstage to somebody and he was trying to uh trying to act like uh he was he was Randy Orton, Randy Orton yeah. and they weren't they weren't buying it <laughs> and, and then they were like started to walk away from him or something and riddle said dude hold up it's me riddle yeah. <laughs> like he was revealing that it was really him yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god i popped yeah. so hard for that, he, that was yeah, funny. He's, he's you know i know people don't like him for one reason or another but i mean my goodness i've been on the the riddle bandwagon saying the guy is money he's main event potential and i mean he's absolutely showing it right now he definitely turned me round. Um, I've never been a fan, but with what he's doing here, yeah, he's definitely turned me round. He's got he's got charisma, and he's got that thing that mm. you're supposed to have if you're going to get yourself over as a really truly over that the people have to believe who you are. And holy crap, people believe that's who he is because guess what? That's who he is. That's right. <laughs> he's not out he's not playing a part no uh <laughs> going on from that we have that really strange sort of promo from aj styles going on about i missed this i didn't see this oh did you see that yeah he's going on about not. how the, the percentages of him winning have gone down since they've added riddle to the, the which which should have been just a, a straight on because uh, Randy wasn't there, it should have been a straight old match between him and Drew. And now the percentages have gone down, and he rambled on for about five minutes. It was quite funny, actually. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. A throwback to the old Scott Steiner math promo. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly <laughs> where it went. That is exactly <laughs> where it went. Uh, that was a uh, Nikki Cross, another outstanding bit. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. Yeah. People are still putting Raw down, but just the character work between Riddle and her are worth tuning in to watch. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that that's a superhero gimmick for her is is perfect. I don't know why some people don't like it. Um, I, to me, it's perfect for her. Yeah. Uh, you know, old, old Hurricane Helms made a hell of a lot of money doing that, and uh, she can too. Exactly. You know, him and, and, and when you ask about Molly Hollish, you, you don't think yeah. of her with, with as part of the Hollies. You know, everybody talks about her as Super Molly. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> people forget it. People forget about her. That's for sure. Uh, mm. no, I, I think it's it's perfect for Nikki. And of course, she goes in against. Shayna Baszler again. <laughs> Poor old Shayna. <laughs> she keeps on getting beaten every week. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, maybe oh, if they're. <laughs> I would. I hope that down the line that they they bring an end to all this by having her against Nia Jax and have to have a killer in the ring. And just put an end to all of this and have her yeah. go on that sort of run that she should she deserves to be on as a monster. She yeah, should be yeah, being, yeah. Shayna Baszler should be being built as the female Brock Lesnar. 
no, absolutely. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe they're taking a page out of, uh, out of UK's textbook where, you know, they're, they're trying to tell a story about what happens when you lose. Yeah. It's not just about the winners. It's going to be about the losers too. And if she continues to take losses like this, then, you know, you know, what's her story going for? I agree with you. She needs to be, uh, she's believable as that, uh, female Brock Lesnar. So I'd like to see that. Because, uh, you got the thing. Uh, you had the thing with Alexa Bliss with her, and now it's Nikki Cross. How many more gimmicks are they going to have her going over to before they actually pull the trigger on her mm-hmm. being an absolute killing machine? Which she is. Yeah, she's a legit yeah. killing machine. She's legitimate a- killing machine. Yeah. Now yeah, everybody so went that, on about. Hopefully that. Hopefully that happens. <laughs> yeah. I know everybody went on about how, how wonderful Ronda Rousey was, but people forget her MMA background. And I think she had two losses in about 100 fights or something. Right, you know, right. She has a phenomenal record in MMA, and they need to be embracing that rather than... Yeah. All, all, credit, all credit to her as... As an artist, all credit to her because she's putting up with all this crap and she's, as you say, turning lemons into lemonade. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She said something on Twitter about that, basically, how uh, she is more or less, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but if if she wasn't happy doing what she was doing, she wouldn't do it. So That's right. (laughs) She's perfectly fine with what she's being told to do now and – uh, so yeah, so who who are we to who are we to say? I know. Again, it's like with Brock. Who's gonna say? Who's gonna actually argue with him and say I ain't gonna do this? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with her. I I wouldn't be surprised if she were eventually uh, moved over to Fridays and uh, yeah, be presented on SmackDown as a a less gimmicky, more straight up, legitimate fighter. That's right. But we'll see. And Mr. Kingston, not the Eddie one, <laughs> not that promo, the other one, Mr. Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston, he cut the promo of his life. It was so, so good. How he, how, uh, He'd been put down and fought through it, and it was up there. It was up there with one of the best. Um, um, backing up Xavier Woods as well mm-hmm. against Bobby Lashley. And the good thing was, is Lashley uh, Lashley wasn't there. The MVP came down, and the two of them sparred for about five, six minutes, and it didn't seem like it was that long a talking spot because the pair of them yeah, now their yeah. promos so well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. MVP is, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say underrated promo because everybody knows how good he is at promos, but uh, uh, he's exactly the guy that Bobby Lashley needed. You know, yeah. Lashley's not able to go cut that promo, but MVP no. is. So he's... Is it going to be uh, Kofi and Lashley at Money in the Bank? It is. Yep. It's uh, 
Let's have a look at the notes here. Which that know, do you uh, think? is a let's see, what's the, the four? That's just like two weeks from today, right? It certainly is. Yeah. The other thing I loved about that is that how he he called MVP out and said, "You're you're milking this injury for the last mm. six months." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't take that long for a knee to heal. Right, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. You're you're making Bobby soft by just hanging around with all those ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, course, you know, what else is the champ supposed to do in his yeah. free time? Come on. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> That uh, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. And then a poor old Oscar and Naomi having to sacrifice themselves to Dewdrop. Yeah, old Dewdrop's uh, making a name for herself there. Of course, it's all thanks to the leadership and guidance of Eva Marie. Oh, of course, of course. No, 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 not that she's one of the best women. British wrestlers of all time is all down to Eva Marie. No, that's right. You know, you need that that leadership, that veteran presence, the the evolution, if you will. You need that proper guidance to take such raw, untapped potential as as Dewdrop. You know, wherever she came from, you know, Eva Marie just plucked her off the street. Nobody had ever seen her before. Turned her into this killing machine that single handedly. With Eve Marie's help, destroyed Oscar and Naomi. Yeah, I got a last one though, because yet again, it's it... unfortunate. <laughs> I don't think they're so. gonna. They should let this breathe. I'm afraid they're not gonna let it breathe as long as no. it should. But they should let no. it breathe. They're doing their usual WWE knee-jerk reaction to the fans. The fans. The fans. They thought it would be amusing for the fans, but the fans haven't. They're too wise to it, and uh, yeah. so they're going to start. They're pulling the trigger on it a lot quicker than it should be. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. But yeah. you know, the writers' room is going to write a room, I guess. Yes. So, what was the main event of Raw this week? I want to. Was that the three-way match? That was the three-way between Drew. Um. Uh, was it Riddle and uh, AJ? Yeah, and AJ, yeah, yeah. And yeah, honestly, you know, they they worked me. Uh, they worked me. I really thought that uh, Riddle was going to win the thing. Yes, yeah, so did I. Um, but uh, Drew came out on top, which means there's only going to be one Money in the Bank winner. Drew in a ladder match. I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre in a ladder match. I mean, if that's not a cow on ice skates, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My goodness. But we know we know that's going to happen now. We know that it, you know, it's a it's a foregone conclusion. They got the, they got the crowds back. They need to get him in the match with Lashley again. Yeah. So, so have all the participants. The have all the participants been announced for that match? The money in the bank. Yeah. Do we know everybody that's in it? Not yet, I don't think. Okay. Um, 
because they keep on doing all these convoluted stories around qualifying, I'm not sure whether we've got everybody yet or not. Yeah, you never know what they're going to do. If they're going to do qualifying matches or if somebody's just going to come out and just declare that they are in the match. You never That's know how it's it. no. Down. no. It's like this week's, this week's SmackDown. What a strange way to re-debut Selena Vega. Just I had heard her that she was back. Yeah, I heard that she was back, but I hadn't seen any of SmackDown, so yeah. I don't know how they, how yeah, they yeah, re-debuted her. How they re-debuted her was, or debated, uh, was that she, <laughs> Sonya Deville came to the ring, as she's done for the last couple of weeks, and said the next contestant or person for money in the bank, next women's contestant for money in the bank, uh, Selena Vega. Selena comes down. Cuts a little promo how great it is to be there and that she's been in Money in the Bank. And then Mandy Rose comes out, says, last two weeks I have beaten people and you're still not giving me my Money in the Bank shot. So Sonny <laughs> so goes, okay, you can fight Selena tonight. And then she wins. So it's on her debut back, Selena loses. Mandy Rose still isn't in Money in the Bank, and it doesn't do anything for Selena. <laughs> so they beat her on her debut? They beat her on her debut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow, I didn't um, realize that. The guy, the guys on Wrestle Talk was talking about it and saying, "Could this be like a little punishment for what went on beforehand?" Yeah, you know, she's gone back to him, and now they're going to turn her into a little bit of a jobber for a bit. But she—they've given her a money in the bank stock straight away. It's strange. It's really strange booking all the way around with that. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, who knows? Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, that's enough of my. Um, yes, uh, NXT. That was pretty good. Talking about the uh, the I American or the UK? Uh, UK American at the moment. We'll get to. The, I'll uh, give you the chance. I'd... I'll give. I'll give you the chance to have your say on the UK one in a minute. <laughs> um. Cameron Grimes back in the ring first time and a slight change in character, I would say, in ring. Still doing the goofiness out of the ring, but when he got in the ring, it was a very serious, let's win this Cameron Grimes. And I'm wondering if they're building that up. Hmm. That eventually, when he gets his hands on... Uh, L A Knight, Eli Drake, Eli Drake. Um, <laughs> that we're going to see a totally different Cameron. Hmm. And I would not be surprised if they're sort of telling we're keeping Ted off because obviously they don't want him there every week or 
he doesn't want to be there for a week. But for the big matches, I would not be surprised if it turns out that Ted's been mentoring Cameron ever since. Could yeah. be. Yeah, that could be. That would be a nice little twist to that story. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Cameron Grimes, I mean, it, he, he can work. I mean, he's a very, very good wrestler. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, He's from, he's from like, where is he from? Like North Carolina or whatever. He knows what this stuff's supposed to look like. Exactly. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I always admire the wrestlers that can do that, 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 that can switch, have the goofiness as a, as a character and then in the ring, turn it into serious. As yeah. you know, mo most of my British idols are that way. They right. get a little bit of goofiness out of the ring. Yeah, they're able, they're they're good enough at wrestling that they can turn it on and make it look real and believable when they're supposed to. That's right. That yeah, so I, I didn't see anything else on NXT, so I don't even know what else happened to this week. Well, that was my big take from it. Oh, um, I didn't know like, Bronson Bronson Reed lost, though, right? Bronson, yeah, Bronson Reed lost to uh uh Swerve Scott. Swerve, yeah. Yeah, so Bronson's coming mm. up, right? He's got to be there on either Monday or Friday from this point forward, huh? Yeah. And, He's got to be coming up. Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. And they're building up. Um, I hate to say it, they're going to put the title on jo Johnny Gargano again. You think so? I think so. Um, all through the show, there were different times of... Carrier Cross attacking him or him attacking Carrion Cross. And yeah, you know, it was all very, very sort of they're building to this one last major feud. And we know that Carrion Cross is going up, so Yeah, yeah. They're gonna put yeah. the title on Johnny. Well, you know, he's he's a, he's an NXT lifer, and uh yeah. you know, if he's if he's got to uh some underhanded way take the championship. I can I can buy that. Uh, he's it. just a tr transition to somebody else. That's it, exactly. He's a good transition heel. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, that is, a, that right. is the one positive from it is he's a good transition heel. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he is the right guy to take it off across and hold yeah. it for uh, a few weeks or a month until somebody else uh, somebody else takes it back. Uh, yep. From the evil, e evil, evil of Johnny Gargano and his and the way psychotic, the way, yeah, yeah. whatever that is. So, <laughs> but uh, right. anyway, okay. So NXT have... UK, yeah, NXT you... UK. All right, you can have now. Your say now. Okay. Normally, NXT UK is the best show of the week, top to bottom. The best show, and it may have very well been the best show of the week this week as well. It was not bad at all. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I would never tell you at all that this July 1st, 2021 episode of NXT UK was bad. Um, but I, I just, there were a few things that just did not work for me. Um, Isla Dawn. Let's talk about Isla Dawn for just a second. Yeah. Uh, Isla Dawn is over with me. Um, however... I can't decide if she's trying to be like the 
um, the 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 crazy I hear voices kind of person, or the the sultry kind of uh, exotic witchy kind of person. You know, you, you normally don't see in regular life somebody who hears voices in their head also giving off that uh, sexy sultry vibe. You know that those two don't comport. Um, no, I can't. I can't decide who she is, um, but I like her. I like her in the ring. I think she's really good. She had a match with uh, uh, Amelia Millie McKenzie, uh, whatever whatever she's called these days. It's um, both. And, it's both. And, okay, because because basically they half the time they they say they announce her as Amelia McKenzie, and then halfway through. They'll start talk, talking about uh, with Millie suplexes and suplex Millie, and so it's it's, it's one yeah. or the other. They don't yeah. know what to call yeah. her. Well, she's she, those two had a very good match this week. I, I really did like it, um, apart from one part. The part where Millie was laying flat on her back, Isla's got her hands on Millie's head. I don't know what she's doing if she's trying to read her mind or trying to put thoughts in her head or whatever. (laughs) But Millie's shoulders were down on the mat for like 10 seconds with, with with Isla touching her causing, you know, technically she's pinning her a pin attempt and 10 seconds went by and there was no referee count. Fire the ref. He did not do his job. Isla Dawn should have won that match. uh, But, she did not. So that's the part the I didn't hell? like there. She was pinning her. It was a right. legal pin attempt. No count by the referee. What kind of clown show are they running over there? I know exactly. And can I just say what what I didn't like about that match is they basic Millie McKenzie since the age of 16 has been throwing people around like Brock Lesnar. Then all of a sudden, this week against Isla Dawn, she couldn't pick her up. Where are they going with the <laughs> Millie character? I don't know. So yeah, so and is Millie thing, uh, I could have, not I could as have, strong? I could. Well, I've I've made a note. Is that they seem to have weakened Millie? Mm. Now, your spot. Great point about the pin, but if she's there sort of doing the wrestle spooky and draining her her strength from her, then make her look weak, not before, and then have her get stronger after she's done the wrestle spooky on her. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it was I'm, all backwards I'm, there. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm a great one for wrestle spooky. I've written some. You know? Yeah, uh, and. Basically, they got it all asked about face. It yes. was absolutely yes. the wrong way around. It was completely backwards. Yes, thank you. That's exactly right. You know, I, you know, if if we want to go wrestle spooky and we want to go with the idea that Isla Dawn is embracing her her Wiccan past or heritage or or affinity or whatever, okay, that's fine. It's pro wrestling. We can accept that. But she's got to cast her voodoo spell on Millie early in the match. So that Millie cannot pick her up for a suplex later. Yeah. Exactly right. But no, that's not what they did. It was backwards. 
you know so you know the for the most part the match was good but it just the the, the narrative of it was a little bit switched around there so i wasn't i wasn't crazy about that in its entirety i think that's a yeah uh, a yeah poor, poor narrative but uh they can do something with those two because i think they've had two matches on tv now and i think they're one that's and one each one each yeah, yeah. it's going parity yeah. booking so they can they can do something with that. I just think that mm-hmm. this particular match they had it a little bit backwards. Um, yeah. Another thing that stuck out to me about this UK show was when they had, uh, which it kind of made me laugh when uh, Rampage. I guess it was uh, uh, footage from from after the match last week, mm-hmm. um, where Rampage is sitting in the locker room. He's all sweaty and worn out and beat down, and here comes. Uh, uh, Joe Coffey, and he's uh, same thing, kind of beat down, sweaty, because Ilya had just won the match, and they sit next to each other, and Joe Coffey looks at Rampage and says, well, that didn't settle anything. Yeah. Which is what we were saying the whole time. It didn't exactly. need to be a three-way. Why was Ilya there? If you wanted to have him win and challenge, do it a different way. Yeah, so it just that just made me laugh because that's what we have been saying this whole time. Of course, it's not going to settle anything. They're, they're, they, they, the rampage coffee thing is not over. Um, so yeah, that, that just made me, that popped me a little bit because it's exactly what we were saying. Why was Ilya there? So, it's exactly, anyway. it's exactly, but that is on the opposite sides of the coin of what we we're just talking about. That is what NXT UK are doing so well. They realize that for last week there were issues the people were asking those questions. So they thought, well, we'll slip this little <laughs> vignette in and we'll have the, the combatants address the same issues and say, right. <laughs> and we it, was the exact, it was the same thing that they did on WWE a few weeks ago, whenever that was, when Miz and Morrison had to try to explain why their uh, match with uh, Damian Priest was going to be a lumberjack match. The whole time yeah. we were saying it does make it makes no sense that this is a lumberjack match, but they tried no. to explain it real quick on TV and they couldn't, and that's when we got the zombies. But that's a whole separate situation. But yeah, uh, yeah no, no, they, they, you're right. It's like they kind of gave a nod to the people who were saying uh, this didn't settle oh. anything. Why was Ilya there? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if it was Joe and Rampage that basically said to him, "Look, we need to do this." Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to talk about this <laughs> elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, there was that. That kind of that kind of popped me a little bit. That made me yeah, laugh. that was good. Um, that was good. Um, okay, the, the, the weekly uh, positive and negative about uh, Eva Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, no, bell to bell. I like her. I like her a lot. I've always yeah. said it. Bell to bell. I like her a lot. That finisher. When she comes off with her leg drop on the back of your neck, holy crap! Um, you know, if you don't know how to take that thing, you're gonna really get hurt. Um, uh, so the, I like her bell to bell. Um, I just don't think that this match needed to be ten minutes, and I don't think that the uh, jobber girl in the match needed to get as much of her shit in. Because if the story they're telling with Efa is, you know, she's trying to get back on her winning ways. Uh, then have her go in there and beat the crap out of somebody. You know, yeah. I think she gave the, I think she gave the other girl too much there. It went on and on. You knew Aoife was going to win. Uh, let's get in, get out, make her look dominant, establish her as a real threat to the women's division. Um, so I, I thought that match was too long. I liked, of course, 
Uh, Jenny coming out and staring her down at the end. Uh, that always works for me. Um, yes. uh, I don't know if that means that you know, part of me thinking Jenny wants to uh, take her in, in a way perhaps, and maybe uh, uh, give her some confidence or uh, mold her and get her out of this weird bird lady gimmick that she's in. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're probably just, Setting up Jenny and Aoife to go one-on-one here at some point down the road. Yeah, it'd be a shame because all this weird lady, bird lady stuff has been sort of painting her as a heel. Yeah. And so we just suddenly turn it face and say, you're, you're up against Ginny. It's going to be a bit strange. Right, yeah, it's, um, it's a weird it's a weird babyface gimmick to try to get over, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. I, you know, Jenny, Jenny's interesting of, as a character, and uh, uh, so we'll see where that where that where those two uh, take it down the line here. And they've got they sort of gave Trent Seven double duty this week, only on promos. Yeah, they did. They gave him that weird, that that, weird little promo. We had that one with Eddie Dennis. Yeah, uh, I made the note there. I'm wondering the way that they were talking in that one. If Trent's winding down to just be Tyler's manager, hmm. you know, and have, the old, and have the old match. But then, a bit later on in the show, you get old Gallus up against them talking crap so it looks like they're setting up mustache mountain against gallus at some point as well yeah i don't know which way they're going with that because they've got the heritage cup champion plus a guy that's wrestling less and less yeah in trent seven and then they're creating two feuds for him and another feud for Tyler against all the other people that are after the Heritage Cup. And oh, he's back. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> if I if I go if, if I go silent at some point, it's because my uh, my headphone gimmick are gonna run out of batteries. But ah, I got some more. So if spares. I go silent, if I go silent, I'm gonna switch over. So. Uh... Okay, okay. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think you know, Mustache Mountain and Gallus. It does look like the way they're going. Yeah, um, and and it's fine if Trent is kind of transitioning and not being a every. Um, I might have gone silent. Can you hear me? No, no, you're fine. You is is more that you won't hear me than me not hear you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Can you hear me now? I don't know if you can hear me, but I, can uh, I hear, can't hear I, you because I'm I, I can okay. I guess I see the thumbs up. Okay, you can hear me. Let mm-hmm. me try to get these uh, other headphones connected here. I can't hear you, but I'll just keep talking. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey so I'm mean, getting getting Trent out of there as. Uh, as a full-time wrestler is okay. I mean, you, you kind of want to have a bump taken manager. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that helps, it helps a guy, uh, get your, get the guy over there. Try to get these and, headphones connected. You just do the talking uh, for now, Glenn. I can't hear you. 
But the thing is, and the thing is, is knowing Trent, um, I wouldn't begrudge the fact that he'd become a, a working manager as such because. Uh, I've seen him in some brutal matches over the years. We were talking about the other day uh, against Sammy Callahan, absolute brutal match. Uh, a little sort of house show for XWA in a school hall. They didn't need to go as brutal as they did, but they did. Um, Brent's been doing, and Trent's been doing that now for years. So. I could quite understand if he's up a bit and we can you know, all power to him. Mustache Mountain against Gallus, I'd just put yes, please. That is going to be a match and a half. Um, from there, it's official. Blair Davenport, a.k.a. B. Priestley, has signed with NXT UK. And poor Jeremy is still worried about his head. Uh, We'll catch up with him as soon as he can hear me again. Um, We had the Heritage Heritage Cup match between Jack Stars taking on Tyler Bate. And Tyler, I noticed... He does something that I'd never noticed before. He comes to the ring wearing a headband and always at the end of round one in these Heritage Cup max, he takes his headband off. I haven't got a clue why, but obviously he sort of relaxes him a bit and you get the first fall to bait in round two. Uh, It just goes to show that how Jack Stars started this NXT career, NXT UK career as a jobber has moved on so much to how good he was up against Tyler here. Um, Tyler took the first round. He took the first ball in round two. Um, We saw a lovely, as everybody knows, part of Tyler's gimmick is the aeroplane spin where he goes round twice. And then goes round twice the other way, backwards and forwards. Are you hearing me now? Uh, I can hear you now. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Phew! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I love that reversal. I thought that was a yeah, that was a great reverse. It was. I thought that was a really good. Um, and to get the pin, giving him the pin in round three, and of course. Tyler retained in round four. It's what that was. But on the whole, a good, solid match. Yeah, it was. It was a good babyface match, you know. Uh, Nothing wrong with having those on occasion. You got the two right guys in there that could do a babyface match. Um, You know, like you say, it gave the rub to Jack Stars, kind of gave him a a thank you for being there and working hard all the time. And, of course, it was all about the – a uh, piece of business after the match where one of the coffee boys comes out or Wolfgang, uh, one of them, which, which one of them came out in, uh, into the ring. That was Mark coffee. Yeah. It wasn't Wolfgang, Mark coffee. coffee. Yeah. And you know, he's standing there, he's congratulating the competitors, you know, and then he reaches out and gives old Tyler Bate a quick slap across the face. Uh, so obviously, 
setting mm-hmm. up something that's what we mentioned before something perhaps with gallus and mustache mountain yeah um nina samuel's got her, her comeuppance finally okay hold on okay here's the other thing hold on hold Go on. on this whole thing this yeah. whole thing was a hot mess Oh, it was. It was. It was a hot mess. No, Lolo, think about this for a second. You got yeah. you got the babyface champion in the ring. Yeah. Okay. She's gonna cut a promo. Um, I think it's fair to say her English is not great. Um, no. that's not derogatory. That's just a fact. It's not her native language. Uh, her English is a lot better than my Japanese. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> So she's in there, cut. Of course, she's you know she's gonna get interrupted. You know she is. Um, so here comes Nina Samuels, a uh, heel uh, on the roster. We haven't seen her in a while, but she's there. You know, acting like she wants to be the one to challenge the babyface champion. Uh, so as she's given her promo on the champion and why she needs to be the challenger. She is attacked from behind, and she is attacked from behind not by a baby face that Nina Samuels has done wrong in the past. No, 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 no. She is attacked by another heel wrestler, um, a male. And you knew it was going to be a male because you heard her screaming before she uh, hit Nina Samuels. A male, uh, she is a screamer. Um, She she is always screaming. Uh, so she actually heard the scream before she made contact with Nina Samuels. Uh, so a male takes her down, gets in the ring, uh, and she starts cutting a promo on Mako about why she needs to be the challenger. And so what does the babyface champion do? He gives her a cheap shot right in the mouth, puts her down on the mat, and then tells <laughs> her that she has her match. So this thing for me was a complete hot mess completely backwards and a lot of the logic involved. Um, you got the baby, you got the heel attacking a heel on the outside. You got the baby face giving the cheap shot to the heel in the ring. I didn't work for me, dog. I think that's, I think that's sums up the show. Really? <laughs> it is. They had so many good bits and then they, they missed with others. Um, I'm always. I always love to see Nina Samuels get her comeuppance. Um, who was it? I can't even remember. Who it was now. It was that long ago that Nina Samuels was supposed to be the valet to. They kind of disappeared. And they they kind of left that. Uh, that just suddenly left stopped. that laying. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? It was supposed to. Who was it? It was. uh, I I was looking back on the notes and I can't find it. I can't remember who it was. They did like one or two segments of Nina being the valet and the personal assistant and then they kind of dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So that whole, that whole Mako Satamura segment for me was, was, uh, was rotten. It didn't work. Um, We saw in the main event for this show. Jordan Devlin versus a kid. And I think, I think this is the first time I've seen a kid not in a heritage cup style match. This is the first time I think I've seen him in a traditional one-on-one match. And, uh, gotta tell you, uh, now I see why he's only been in the, uh, heritage cup style matches. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't brilliant. It was uh, very sloppy. I think that those guys weren't on the same page a lot of the times. Um, you could see Jordan Devlin talking to him, 
trying to uh, coach him through some things yeah. and get him moving, but uh, I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. It, I don't know if it's a bad chemistry or or what, but uh, not I, not a good match for me. Uh, the only note I've got from it because I actually lost interest in it, and it's very unusual that I lose interest in any NXT UK matches. Is a kid looks in this green as grass, which he yep. is. Uh, if you think of all the people that he's fought in uh, the Heritage Cup, uh, basically being Tyler Bay and Trent Seven, the two people yeah. that would have trained him, where he felt comfortable with. Yeah. This in very defined first... rounds, you know, in a certain That's amount right. of time, you know. This is this is the first. This is his first there, and I think they 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 made a mistake by put making his first major outing in this format of wrestling against somebody like Jordan Devlin. Yeah, yeah. At least the right guy won. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. So that that was a good thing. I just don't know what you. I don't know what you've got with a kid outside of that. Um, Heritage Cup style situation. To me, he's not he's not there yet. No, he's definitely not. He's got he's got the technical attributes. He's got a lot of learning to do still. But yeah, yeah. So you know, not the not the greatest main event in the world. Uh, Jordan Devlin uh, was good as usual. Uh, he does some very good heel things. Um, he won the match as he should have. Uh, so you know, not not. You know, but to, to sum up overall NXT UK this week, it, it wasn't bad, was not bad at all. Um, anytime you get Pretty Deadly and Jenny on my TV screen in the same hour, that's a win for me. Um, it just it, things seemed a little bit backwards or they missed a few things here and there. But, you know, if there's anything about NXT UK, we know that next week they're going to come back and it's going to be strong and it's going to be probably even better than this past week. So I. They're talking about next week. We've got the mouthwater yeah. of Danny Williams against Nathan Fraser next week. Oh, there you go. Oh, See, that'll that, be a good one. That was going to be a definitely. Be a that'll good be a good one. Um. So yeah, you know, kind of a hit and miss NXT UK. Um, they they are advancing some stories though, which is what they do so well. Um, so you know, not not bad, not bad. I just. Uh, I just want to like Aoife more than I do the gimmick, you yeah. know, and, uh, uh, and Isla Dawn, I like her a lot. I just want her to you know, figure out a little bit more about who she is. Is, he, is she the sexy vixen or is she the crazy I hear voices in my head kind of person? They're, so, the, they're the two that they seem to be pushing in the women's division. And yeah. they're the two that for weeks we've, we've basically said the same thing is that these gimmicks aren't really working properly. There's something missing from both of them. Yeah. 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 So we'll yes. see where they go. They, yeah. uh, they, they've got all the talent in the world. So uh, we'll see what happens. Right. I think we're uh, ready for to watch some wrestling now, don't Let's you? do that. Let's watch a little wrestling here for sure. You're going to – yeah, mm -hmm. you got it queued up for our little gimmick here or what? Yes. I'll just share the screen. Okay. Here we are. We are going. You, we are you said you've never be... seen. 
You never yeah. saw this match before. That's right. I've never. It. I had not seen this match until this week. Uh, we haven't said who we've got here. We're going to have Zack Sabre Jr. against oh. Flash Morgan Webster. This is from this the uh, uh, qualifying for the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. Is that correct? This is correct. Um, this is the match where Zach systematically takes apart Flash, uh, put him out for a year. Um, it was sad for Flash, but good for me because although I've been, you know, I was uh, a fan of his work. I'd never really met Flash Morgan Webster. Until he got laid up and started doing his podcast, and we started chatting, and so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I could say it was obviously Zack Sabre Junior that I became friends with Flash Morgan Webster. <laughs> mm. There you go. There you go. All right, because I supported uh, him for his injury. So, you did what? Yeah, I supported him for his injuries. And uh, during the match, I'll point them out as they happen because it's very, <laughs> very plain to see the point okay. where he injures himself. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's get this thing going. I am looking at a picture of a frozen Flash Morgan Webster on my screen. That's what we got. Okay. So I will, uh, so, you're going to start it when I uh, press, when I say play, correct? Yep. Okay, let me give the countdown for anybody who wants to watch with us. Uh, we'll have this linked in the show notes. Uh, when I say play, everyone press play. Five, four, three, two, one, play. There we go. There it's we always go. good when <laughs> Flash making his way to the ring, looking resplendent mm. in his mod getup. Um, he has a, uh, a unique fashion sense among modern-day British wrestlers, doesn't he? He certainly does. Yeah, this is an is a exclusive gimmick. Um, At one point, when he was doing the Flash Morgan's Wrestling Friends podcast, he called himself the Podfather. But <laughs> which so, is, what uh, the, what year would this have been? This, uh, I can't. Is it twenty sixteen? Sixteen or seventeen? Something first, like that. Yeah. First cruiserweight. Yeah. First cruiserweight classic was sixteen. Okay. Uh, you can tell how much younger. I mean, it's only been five years, but you can tell just looking at him how much younger he looks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how much more beef he's put on since. Yeah. Now he's uh, definitely worked hard. And a lot of that hard work came after this. Were you uh, Were you in the I building did. for this? I wasn't there, no. No, this was after... Uh, I couldn't start getting to match it to get into these progress shows. Um, these sort of shows were basically you had a waiting list a mile long to get to them, 
um, uh, when they put the tickets on sale, they were going within minutes. I see. It's a packed house. I mean, you can see it looks like they're uh, standing room only there in that venue. Yeah, and the thing is, they hadn't even advertised this as a as a WWE match. So that oh, was wow. a surprise to everybody that was there until when uh, it was announced that this is a Cruiserweight Classic qualifier. That's pretty nice when you uh, when you can draw a house and you don't have to use WWE's name to do it. That's right. Comes old Zack Sabre Jr. He's a guy that I have always liked. I know a lot of people, he's just not their cup of tea. But, uh, no, I've always been a, a Zack Sabre Jr. fan. I would, I, would, I would hope, after watching some of our more classic matches, that people will appreciate it, that listen to this show, would appreciate him more than they may have done before looking at some of our more older matches. Yeah. Because yeah. he's very much in that old style. Absolutely. Yeah, you can definitely tell uh, he watched a lot of videos of uh, of older British wrestlers and were trained by the right people, that's for sure. That's it, yeah, exactly. And that's why he's so loved in Japan as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was at this time. He was a big star in uh, in Japan, and that was basically he, he was basically one of the ones that were on on the WWE radar from uh, New Japan, not through his British wrestling, right? <laughs> and of course, there was him and. <laughs> Him and Ibushi were in the Cruiserweight Classic, and both of them said, thank you, but no thank you. New Japan are paying us enough not to worry about any WWE. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, you, uh, if you're over in Japan, you can make a pretty good living over there just staying right there where you are. No need to come over here. No, that's it. So is this... Um, so is this a... Uh, at this time in 2016, in this promotion, uh, is there a clear babyface and heel on this match, or no? Uh, yes. Uh, Zach, when he left, was definitely a big heel in progress before he went to Japan. He was, he was one of those sort of arrogant type. Um, I, I would say he was uh, like a Chris Adams type arrogant character that he portrayed so when before he, he when went he, to when Japan. When he's getting introduced here, uh, the people pop for him. So, I mean, he, he oh, must yeah. have just it, been he's, away he's, for so long that they were glad that he yeah. was back, uh, I guess. That was it. Yeah, because like I say, this match wasn't really advertised. And nobody... Nobody knew who they were getting in this match. So this was a... Uh, Jim Smallman managed to keep this well under wraps. Uh, I think WWE had asked him to because mm. can you imagine the small venue there, uh, how, how many more thousands of people would have tried to get that 
Is it realized oh, yeah. that it was a WWE qualifier? You see match the announcement that uh, WWE is going back over to your uh, neck of the woods later on this year? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try and get to a show if I can. Nice. If I can you have afford to. it. You have to. They just don't go over to the UK every month. You have to go if you can. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it is literally the cost. They they charge so much. Mm. Good stuff there. Saber trying to ride him, gain control. Mm. Nice mm. turnover there by Morgan. Standoff, face to face. They're about to get into a fight, and I love to see it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you can see how much work. Flash has put in since this day, since this time. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's still still a cruiserweight, but a lot more defined cruiserweight. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell me, I'm going to ask you a question that's probably impossible to answer. Tell me about Zack Sabre well, Sr. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I'm assuming that he was his father. Zack Saber Senior. I'm assuming that he was his father, but I don't know. Because I, I know, I think he's 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 actually his shoot name is Zack Saber. That's his really. That's his shoot last name. That's a that's a, an odd last name. I think that might be his shoot last name. Wow. It is. <laughs> I always thought that was a gimmick. Good wrist and joint manipulation oh, here. <laughs> I think it's just because it sounded good to put the junior on it. Yeah, yeah his shoot name so. is Lucas Eatwell. Which I could which with a name like Eatwell, I could understand why he changed it. <laughs> As thin as he is, he couldn't go by Zach Eatwell. He, no, he certainly couldn't. Top wrist lock here. Love the yeah, way everything it. they do makes makes sense. The way that uh, Morgan had mm. uh, tried to get out of that, so he got the, his leg behind Sabers, and he got him to got was able to take him down with that move. Now he's got control. He's on top, wrenching on the hey. knee. See, they they did the right thing of having this match in the UK because yeah. if they'd done this sort of like they did a lot of those cruiserweight classic qualifiers in the lead up to WrestleMania that year, if they'd taken this one over to the States, it would have probably come down like a lead balloon back in 2016. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, I mean, at, th at this time, even now, very few WWE casuals know anything about these two guys but especially in 2016 they, well, had, and they would yeah. not have gone for this <laughs> no not this sort of technical wrestling definitely not uh -uh. Uh -uh. where if we're with this with this crowd they're preaching to the choir so oh yeah these guys were both already plenty over uh here in this building with these people so no problems yeah. doing this match here Oh, 
position. Yeah, Zach had been in right, right from the beginning. I think it was chapter two or three. And Flash wasn't. I think he came along in about 2012, 2012, something like that. So it was, wasn't long. I first. I, I, it first came to my attention on on chapter twenty five, and I thought, "Bloody hell, he's good." <laughs> <laughs> Arm drag takedown. Here we go. Did again. <laughs> Webster baiting him in the corner. <laughs> Lick sweep and <laughs> her plunk. Always try to go for the pin. You know, you try to go for the pin. You yeah. know, you're not going to get it, but you make your opponent try to kick out. That just costs energy from your opponent to continue to wear well, them that's down. That's it. Yeah, go for yeah. the pins. That's it. That's in the first pages of the wrestling rule book. There you go. Or technical book. You know, always go uh, if you got a chance to pin them. That's what you're trying to do, to, right? You're trying yeah, to take yeah, the man yeah. and win the match. <laughs> the, the idea is to put your opponent's shoulders on the mat. So why would you not do it? As long as you've got a referee, that'll count. Not like that jobber that was in there with Isla Dawn and Millie McKenzie this week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to hang on to that in a way, for way too long in an, in an unnatural and unhealthy way. Yeah. It's a shame when they do something like that, which is basic. Yeah. Really. Because yeah. if they just would have counted the pin right there, then that furthers yeah. the story. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, enough about that. Back to Zach Sabre. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sabre using those long legs to wrap up Webster's neck there. Saber, I mean, I could just watch Saber work on the mat with somebody for 30 minutes. I just always liked him a lot. This is an interesting try to get out the head, the old uh, headstand way to try to escape the just, leg lock that we've seen so many guys do over the years. That's right. But it didn't work you out. Could see, uh, you could see how Flash ended up with a separated shoulder, though. Oh, yeah. And that was only one of the three injuries that he ended up with on this show. <laughs> well, yeah, point them out. We'll see another one in a minute. Them out as they, point them out as they happen. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was the point that the shoulder went, but. The referee had stepped in there just for a second after that spot and kind of talked to him for a second. So, and, and Saber backed off right there after that spot. So maybe it was, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I he's can, in. I uh, when I spoke to him about two or three days after this, and he said he listed the injuries that he got, and I said we were in a wrestling match or a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can say it's not real, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And then it came on progress on demand, and I saw it for the first time, and then I realized that it was both. 
<laughs> mm. Yeah. Working just what he needed, yeah. Yeah, yeah just what he needed. <laughs> that's just what he needed. It's that left shoulder that's already become separated. Right. I don't even think he realized it at that stage. And Zach puts a, puts a boot through it. Yeah. Oh, what's this going to be? <laughs> Saber is this just is, a this is, this is, <laughs> he, he, he Everything he does, it looks painful. It probably is. <laughs> There's nothing. There is nothing that he does that looks like it's a work. No, I know that's that's one of the things that I like about him so much because he's so believable. Yeah, because you can just imagine getting twisted yeah. up in a position that that he puts people in, and there you have to feel it. Yeah. There's no way that can't not hurt. No, that's it. I mean, I know you can work a so, hold and all that, but I mean, you know, it doesn't take there, there. There's a fine line between working a hold and making it hurt, and then sometimes it just really does look like he crosses that line into pain. Nice reversal yeah, there to basically get um, a saber hooked into the hold that he had on Webster there. It's a yeah. It's a... Yeah, it definitely harkers back to the days of like the, the Ronnie Garvins of the world, where when they got somebody to hold, it makes it look like they hurt them. And half the time they did. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the ankle. Oh, it's not that one. It must no. be the next, next one. No, it's this. It's around this time where he does his ankle. Here he goes again. Man's an idiot. That's the <laughs> one. Look under there. See how his leg, there you can see all the pain on his face where his leg yeah. came down on the other ankle and he's holding it. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye, ankle. Uh, so now, at this point, the, uh... he's wrestling. Right. So at this point, he's wrestling on a broken ankle and a dislocated shoulder. Ugh. So that was the official diagnosis was broken ankle. Yep. Yeah, I, I say the good thing that came out of it is uh, the uh, the Wrestling Friends podcast because it was such a good insight into British wrestling at that time, and it helped. The few of us that were, were really pushing British wrestling, so 2016, 2017, the people were listening to 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 the wrestlers, the likes of the Zack Sabre and you know, Pete Dunne and Trent Seven and Tyler Bate and Eddie Dennis and all those guys about what's doing, what they were doing on the independence at that time. And I honestly believe yeah, that, it helped get the get the notice of the WWE as well. I can imagine. I mean, when you have that group of guys, you know, bouncing around the UK independent scene at that time, I mean, there there had to have been like a 
a palpable feeling of guys if something's happening here we got something going right oh, here oh definitely and that you know mm. whether they whether they stay here forever or go somewhere else we've got a special was- group you know of of eight or nine or ten guys or whatever it was you know you, there had to be that feeling of there's something happening here yeah and it was so frustrating every way around we turned we're getting knockbacks from it you know Nobody would commit to it. I had a few people that would say, oh, yeah. Oh, if, if it was like WWE, we'd put money into it. And I'm, I was saying, We've got, I've got three promotions here that are willing to tell you, show you guys the talent that they've got and all they needed to be put on TV. And they go, oh, well, no, I don't think we'll bother. Uh, yeah, so and frustrating. That's- yeah, I imagine it was. And that's so why, you're saying that there was no. Why, I mean, well, pro- progress was obviously here. I mean, they were doing stuff. You're talking about as far as getting a a a, a UK wrestling show on TV. Is that what you're talking about? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before they decided to do well to sport, which mm. was the biggest mistake they ever made. If they'd done it, if they'd done it with people that actually understood wrestling, then it would have been good. But they took producers and directors from game shows and decided that they were going to do a wrestling show with them. Mm. And they couldn't grasp the idea. of Oh God, the headlock. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Just looking at it, you want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the right you know, but you know, you're talking about you know, the world where world of sport messed up or whatever. You've got to have, you know, it does make a difference when you have wrestling people mm. making wrestling decisions. That's it, exactly. It was, it, yeah. I had so many people in the wrestling industry on board to do something. Uh, I was going to do a basic, very similar to what we're doing now. It was a weekly show highlighting three promotions and two old wrestling matches per show. Um, Everybody within the wrestling business was really interested in it until I went to ITV and, and they basically said, you come up with sort of ridiculous amount of money, then we might look at it. (laughs) Always about the money. No. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they were looking at two thousand pounds uh just to get into their archives per show of the old world of sport, which we're doing for free basically on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just unfortunate that there wasn't somebody yes. there that had um yeah had the right vision for what if something could have been i think they, they might have sounds it. like they just threw that number yeah. at you as a way to for you to tell you that no this yeah. isn't gonna oh, happen <laughs> yeah that's it yeah no simon cow he, he he actually went public and said that he was interested if we could prove if we could prove that it would be economically viable um when we did he ran a mile 
Uh, what a man that would have been to have on board. We would have had the show. Oh my goodness! We definitely yeah. had a show. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, it would have it would have been almost impossible to fail. I think with his support. Yeah, that's right. Morgan up here with he a broken his... ankle. Yeah. Separated shoulder, as you can see, he can hardly move his left arm, and a broken ankle. Oh. <laughs> Takes that penalty kick right in his face or his chest. And he's still kicking out. He's still kicking out. And I said to him, I said to, I said to him why, why at that point were you still kicking out? And he said, well, it's WWE. He said, that's all I've ever wanted here. <laughs> Oh man, look at this! Ouch! <laughs> Pretzel! Oh my god! I would just, I would, I would have been literally broken in half. Surprise! Surprise! I think he did break him in half. That's why. Oh my god! That submit. is brutal. That's the thing that Saber would all could always whip out—just the most painful, legitimately painful looking stuff. Yikes! <laughs> you see why? You see why he's so beloved in Japan, though. Where it's, they work a lot stiffer. Oh yeah, yeah. What a match that was! That's that's just a great, hard-working match. That you know, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of dives in that match. I mean, you know, it's kind of to be expected, but nothing was silly. Nothing was crazy. No, you know what a good match that was. It was, it was Flash getting his stuff in to try and impress the WWE on the day. Yeah. So there were going to be a few dives. You didn't even saw yeah. Zack Sabre diving out the ring. <laughs> and what did Flash Morgan Webster get for all that trouble? He got a separated shoulder and a broken ankle. And, uh, you know, but hey, it's a, it's a contact sport. Uh, stuff happens. Yeah. But I spoke. To, uh, the, uh, over uh, WhatsApp a couple of months ago, um, we were talking about it because it was like the the anniversary of when he first did his wrestling friend show, and he asked people to contact him and who remembered it from the first. Uh, I and I I contacted him and we were chatting and he said I wouldn't change a thing now though. He said it was hard going those first few months. But without all that, he wouldn't be where he is now working for the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show you. You have a dream, it's you have to put in some hard work, and uh, good things can happen. But uh, he's getting the uh, getting the love from the crowd here after the match. He's the, the last one to leave the ring. Sabre has made his exit. People showing mm. Webster some love. Yeah. It's amazing he could still bloody walk out the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, after what he went, after, after what he went through. Yeah, most people yeah. carried uh, out. It's just a combination of adrenaline and testosterone. Just get through the curtain, and then I can fall down. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, and that's literally what he did. I, I believe it. <laughs> I believe. Uh, I believe that um, Wild Boar was out the back that night 
And basically, he took one look at it and said, we're calling an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Somebody's got to step in and say, dude, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> very, very, very good match. I had not seen that match until this week. Um, uh, very good choice there, sir. Very good choice. Hopefully, anybody that watched it along with us uh, enjoyed it as well. Uh, we saw a penalty kick in that match. One last soccer comment, Glenn, before we uh, sign yep. off. Let me ask you a question about soccer and penalty kicks. Go Why is it that all too often when the guys taking the penalty kicks try to get too cute and stutter step and not hit the ball hard, why is it that they tend to miss those shots? Why don't you just go up there and kick that some bitch as hard as you can. Try to kick it past the goalie. Uh, why do I see so many people now try to get cute and stutter step and Kenny Omega their way to penalty kicks? I really don't know. I really don't know. As a goalkeeper back in the day, I would have loved them to be doing that sort of nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I. I had a good record of saving penalties. My uh, my brother-in-law used to play for the same team as I did. Um, very good player. Uh, he would play in midfield, but he was a lousy defender. And the amount of penalties he'd give away, and he'd say, I'll give it away because I know Glenn would save it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we just saw, yeah, we saw the whole penalty kick situation this weekend. It was the uh, oh, it was it's Spain. penalties, yeah. Uh, I just don't understand why um, uh, you just don't go up there and you just kick the thing about 150 miles an hour and put it past the goalkeeper. I don't, I don't understand. So I'm just trying to understand why they have taken this, you know, this uh, soft shoe stutter step weak kick strategy. Believe me, we have on our uh, on our pundits teams on both channels, terrestrial channels that have the the Euros on at the moment. We have some of the best footballers in the world and, you know, the likes of Alan Shearer and Ian Wright and people that have scored millions of goals. And and they all say the same thing. Just put your laces through it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't no, get it. No. So no, I just, it just came to mind when we saw Zach Sabre uh, kick Flash Morgan Webster in the chest there in that match. It made me think. I kind of remember to ask Glenn about why people don't just kick that ball as hard as they can. But uh, it, is, it is totally baffling why they don't do it. Okay. All right. So it's not just me. So that's good. That's good. No. No. All it, right, it's my old friend. Well, this is uh, we're getting close to the end here uh, again. Yes. We, we mentioned it earlier on in the show. Thank you again to everybody that participated in the draft. We're going to put out the call for cards here shortly. We'll get those compiled and sent out to everybody mm-hmm. to let the voting commence. Um, anything else, Glenn, that I'm forgetting here before we sign off? Yes. Uh, a few weeks. We've got a guest appearance. We've not got a guest. We've got a guest appearance. We are doing Tell Giggle me more. Mania. We are doing Giggle Mania 4 or 3. Correct. Uh, Giggle Mania 3, four? I think it is. 3? <laughs> it's good, isn't it? 
Do your research. <laughs> <laughs> we can't expect it to be able to count that high here at Piece of Business. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Brent Park. Anyway, AWIP, in a couple of weeks, we're appearing on their show. It's uh, WrestleMania 4. It's Gigglemania 3 and WrestleMania 4. There it is. it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, this was the, uh, the WrestleMania with the uh, tournament, correct? That's it. Yeah. Um, and I was looking up. I was looking back at it today, and there's some cracking matches on there. Oh my goodness! I yeah. I think I'm going to have to look back on that one before we do our. Uh, we have to do some homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will be. Uh, we will be appearing with them uh, soon. Uh, details to come. We're looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, and don't forget to give uh, at Poles of Corn and at AWIP a follow on Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely, oh, and uh, you know, and for for those of us that enjoy the uh, the the fantasy booking and the uh, what if sort of situations and the imagining of matches and scenarios that uh, we may not have ever seen before, uh, as always, uh, follow uh, Joy of Booking podcast. That's our buddy DC Matthews um, doing his best to fantasy book. The WWE and beyond, uh, he's running through a really fun sort of uh, WWE uh, G1 style situation where he's running through all the matches and assigning points and uh, maybe even spinning off a few little fantasy angles along the way, doing a real good job, real fun listen, joy so of booking, definitely Give old DC a follow, and we'll see when DC turns in his draft card if he is the ultimate winner or not. We'll see. He does a good job when he fantasy books scenarios, but he's got some stiff competition with the rest of our drafters. Stiff competition indeed. That's the way we like it here at Piece of Business. Stiff and snug. Yeah, and uh, of course, the one and only original DDT Wrestling. Absolutely. We're not doing their ads anymore because uh, they lost their third unrevolving chair. We've nicked the revolving chair. And uh, so it's just DC and Doc every week, every Friday it drops. And always give them a listen. Absolutely. And go to ddtwrestling.com for back issues and also merch and all sorts of goodies on there. To do with DDT, send him an email, become a bestie, and you can join us in the chat. Some of the best times on the internet are spent in the DDT bestie chat. That is for sure. It is a unique place um, uh, with unique individuals from a wide spectrum of society all coming together to visit and talk about all things wrestling or food or jigsaw puzzles or uh, you never know what you're going to get in the bestie chat. So, yes, we do definitely suggest following along DDT. Perhaps consider being a Patreon to get in on that chat. Uh, it's the best time of my Internet day usually spent in the bestie chat. Although you don't have to be a patron to get in there. All you have to do is send them an email. They don't charge, unlike some other podcasts. <laughs> they don't Ooh. insist on you paying. Ooh, burn. To chat with them. <laughs> 
For sure, for sure. Support DDT in any way you can. Uh, they are the patron saints of the POB podcast. That's they certainly are. For sure. So, anyway, until uh, next week. Next week be my turn to pick the match. I do not know where we're going next week. We'll figure it out along the way. But until then, thank you for listening. Give us a follow at Piece of Business on Twitter, on Instagram. I am Jeremy at EPL and NFL. He is Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNut. Glenn, all that's left is for you to say goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Long one, but that's okay. <laughs>